0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Shut Up. Keep going. I'm Sydney Goodman. I'm Kate Franklin. And this is a podcast where we explore internet curiosities. Shall we? We shall. Um, I
1: guess we shall. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to start or shall I? Um, why don't you start? Yeah, though, you always okay. start. I like well, you starting. Okay, I'm happy to start. Grease the wheels. Let's
0: start i was trying to think isn't there an arcade fire song that's ready to start
1: i'm ready to start start. what song is that
0: ready to start ready to start okay (laughs) we're good um so today we're going to be talking about the snapple popsicle disaster
1: oh my god
0: is snapple still around i I feel like that was like such a staple of my childhood and i don't know if it's just because i mostly drink water now that's such a good
1: but i feel like snapple was like such a thing of the 90s they're still around They are. I think because, okay, not to shit on the 90s, but like no one knew about nutrition. (laughs) There was just like the food
0: pyramid. It was just
1: like everything was so sugary.
0: Yeah. Well, I feel like it's like crazy. Again, I don't know if this is biased because I mostly drink water, but it's like... There was Snapple, Capri Sun. We love Capri Sun. Was it called yeah. Yahoo or Wahoo? Yahoo, Yahoo. I don't neither. know. How it's called that uh, Yahoo. Um, what else was there? Uh, what was that Gatorade? I mean, Gatorade, Powerade. Um, I feel like all of those just like aren't as popular. And then there was obviously like soda. Yeah,
1: I remember Powerade. My friend's mom. Frankie's mom, like, thought Powerade was, like, literally the healthiest thing of all time. And she was always giving us Powerades and was like, drink your Powerade. Yeah. And I,
0: was, I was like,
1: this is really sweet.
0: <laughs> I remember the first time I realized that Powerade slash Gatorade wasn't really that good for you. Yeah. was I had a soccer coach in seventh grade and she was, like, super intense. And she was, like, she was, like, ex-military and just, like, very, like, and she, <laughs> she was, like, no gatorade no powerade on my team like it's all sugar but then she had like her husband like formulate her own like natural energy beverage it was really intense and i remember it was like pretty good oh but it was like not like a real beverage so like you could only get it from her oh it was interesting she was a good coach though
1: she was drugging everyone
0: (laughs) we were a really good team we got kicked out of our league because we won too many times in a
1: row I don't know I'm doing that. Wait, I need to... Their composition is better. Composition is um, better. I think now the drinks are like kombucha, right?
0: Yeah, watch us find out kombucha is like horrible for it you. It is. There are a lot of kombuchas, though, that have a ton of sugar.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, that's why
0: you should drink wild tonic. It's naturally sweetened with honey,
1: Not which sponsored. does have a lot of
0: sugar, but it's very good. I really like wild tonic. It's my favorite. Um, but anyway, Snapple. Snap, crap. Snap, Crackle and pop.
1: Crackle and pop. That's something, right?
0: Did we not come
1: up with the idea that we should make a serial Avengers movie where it's like all the serial characters? Did we? Or was that a dream?
0: That might have been a dream. I don't know that it was. Wouldn't that be a cool like ass movie though? It sounds like a big marketing ploy.
1: I mean definitely, (laughs) but
0: (laughs) um but Yes, so Snapple Popsicle Disaster, Two thousand. the day is 2005. It's the first day of summer in New York. And Snapple tried to surpass a Guinness record for the world's largest popsicle.
1: Why, what? Snapple? The drink? Yeah. Okay. So I
0: feel like it'd make more sense to do like the world's largest like beverage. But I guess... Are they making the popsicle out of Snapple? Well, so it says they mixed and froze something that looked like its new kiwi strawberry snapple on ice. Okay, so I don't know because the way that that's worded, and that was from New York Times, says makes it sound like like mixed and froze something that looked like it, but like not actually just like mixed and froze like a bunch of snapple. I don't know. Okay um but that reminds, Did
1: you drink snapple as a kid yeah my mom always drank snapple it was like snapple and oprah <laughs> she would be drinking a snapple while watching oprah i is what i mean that
0: really broke my brain for a second because i was like oprah oprah i've heard of this what is it because <laughs> i feel like my brain wanted it to be a, a tight like a beverage so bad what i remember kiwi strawberry
1: i don't remember that being a flavor
0: I feel like I remember. It. I feel like kiwi strawberry was like a really popular 90s flavor.
1: Really? Yeah. I mean, I believe it. There but was I don't definitely like kiwi
0: strawberry um strawberry kiwi like fruit roll up, I think.
1: Yeah, that sounds familiar to me.
0: Um and then I think Caprice definitely Capri sun.
1: Yeah, the peach, Snapple peach tea. That was like my mom's thing. I never
0: really had their tea or lemonade. I was more just like their random flavors. Okay. I like
1: kind of want a Snapple now.
0: Go Bananas. They have banana Snapple. That is offensive to me. Are you serious? (laughs) It says Snapple Go Bananas is more than a state of mind. It's one of our most unique and beloved juice drinks. So don't monkey around settling for just any juice. What's in this? filtered water, sugar, pear juice concentrate, banana puree, non-fat milk, carrot juice. So is it like thick?
1: I don't understand.
0: I don't know. But this is like in line with kind of what you were saying, how like, or maybe I said it, but eventually realizing that the drinks that we're drinking now aren't very good for you. Because like, that's that like, what's that juice brand? Jamba juice? No, it's like in like containers. Naked, naked juice, like. That's, like, not really that good because it's made from concentrate, which is mostly just sugar. Yeah, it's just all sugar. Yeah, I always feel bad. Alex, if you're listening, I'm sorry to say this. He loves those. And I feel like he is so sweet because whenever we, like, he, Alex is, like, one of the only people I know that's, like, a big, big proponent of the gas station store. Oh, like, sure. anytime we go to the gas station, like, he'll go get a snack from the gas station Wait, store.
1: I should hang out with Alice because I just love that energy. Isn't that cute? I, I always d- want to do that, but people always get they're like, you don't need anything. Oh,
0: I think it's really cute. Like, I think it's cute that he does that. He's always yeah. like, I'm just gonna go get a snack. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh. Um, and so he, sometimes he'll go and get me something, but it's like, you know, I i try to eat healthy and like most of the food there isn't very healthy. And so he'll go get me like a juice and he'll get me a naked juice. And I always feel so bad because I like, I'm like, oh, this is so much sugar in it but i don't want to tell him because it's so sweet that he gets it for me and so usually i'll just drink a little bit anyways but
1: not to just do a bow corner but a very one of my favorite caleb stories from him growing up is he was like a very obsessive child which i was too so i think that's why we get along so well yeah and he was he had a he would have food phases where he would get obsessed with certain foods or drinks one of them was uh tapioca he was obsessed with tapioca and he was always making it and when he was like 10 years old the other one was he was became obsessed with carrot juice to the point where he turned orange no way Because he was drinking so much carrot juice i love
0: that story so much oh my gosh and so they're like, you need to stop drinking pear juice. <laughs> like how orange? Are there pictures?
1: I don't know how orange. He's, I was like, that's not, that's a like a tall tale. And he's like, no, no, like, it's, I know that's real. real. It's definitely he real. He just said I had like an orange tinge to me. And I'm like, oh my God.
0: <laughs> that's amazing. Um, So they mixed 2005, mixed and froze something that looked like the new kiwi strawberry snapple on ice. This definitely sounds like a marketing ploy. Remember how we talked about how Guinness, Guinness Book of World Records yeah. is now mostly known for their marketing... their uh, What's that called? Pub- publicity stunts? Yeah. Yeah. Before we continue on, though, I do also need to touch on these Snapple real facts. Do you remember that? We... Yeah. So, like, under the cap, the, like... Is that a cap? I don't know. The top part of the Snapple, there were things things called real facts and i always wondered if it was actually real or not because it was literally in quotes and it just said real facts so you're like
1: what does that punctuation mean? but so
0: like i looked into it because i finally wanted closure on this and it's so for example real fact number 70 claims that caller id is illegal in california which is not true wrong and Snapple claims in separate real facts that both Manhattan and Philadelphia were the first capital of the United States, like in two separate facts. So I'm just gonna go with the fact that they're all made up.
1: Wasn't there one about eating the spiders? Was that where that started? I think it was. So there was a Snapple fact,
0: real fact, real fact, that a person eats eight spiders in their lifetime by crawling in your mouth while true. you're sleeping.
1: Dare you look it up. Sorry. I, ha- I must. <gasps> it is true. Yes. That we will know that it's a snapple fact is true, but. But it's not actually true? I mean, this is. I don't know if this website is reputable, but it says spiders are actually pretty scared of people's movements, including breathing. So the likelihood that they would go near an open mouth of a sleeping human is rare. It's extremely unlikely that you would even swallow one spider in your life, so you can rest easy. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I actually
0: think about that, honestly, on a daily basis. Oh, really? I think... So we've talked about sleeping in the nude before. That's why I don't sleep in the nude, because I'm afraid that things are going to crawl up.
1: You're in your bed, though. Like, it's like wearing clothes. Except it's not. (laughs) I feel like when you're wearing, like, underwear,
0: it's like you're packed in, you know? That's true. I feel like if I was a guy, I would sleep naked, because it's just, like... Outward, you know, I feel like I would be less inclined. Really, why yeah. everything's out, there's no secrets where I feel like yeah, there's like a like cave of wonders the down there.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's well fortified. No, it's not, not if you're naked. <laughs> um, and I'm not afraid of that at all. But every time I wake up and my mouth is slightly open, I'm like, I just ate a spider. Like, <laughs> well, I think that's it a real fact, it's not now. real. Ample. Sorry. Um,
0: so, anyways, we're back to 2005. <laughs> Um, they brought a, they brought this giant popsicle via freezer truck from Edison, New Jersey, and it was raised by Crane in Manhattan. Um, so how big do you think this popsicle was? Like, how much do you think it weighed?
1: Eight tons. 17 and a half tons. Okay, I didn't get it. Oh, good job. You <laughs> did over. What did you
0: actually want to guess? <laughs> I was going to guess like 300 tons. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for not doing You're that. Welcome. um But so they started raising this 17 and a half ton popsicle. That seemed like really big to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how many pounds are 17.5 tons? 17,000, right? 35,000 pounds.
1: Oh, is tons 2,000? Yeah. Why? Okay, it's okay. You don't have to answer that. <laughs>
0: I like you say that like that was part of my topic like what's the conversion <laughs> of ton why why don't you why know why is the not even what is the conversion no, of ton meant to No i and,
1: like why cuz it's just like so random Yeah that's why I love arbitrary. the metric system
0: Oh I think our system is like funny cuz it's like okay so there's
1: 2000 pounds in a ton and there's 16 ounces in a pound like how oh, does this compute a foot is 12 inches and inches there's smaller parts of it like i don't know (laughs) we're just kind of making it up that's
0: why i think it's funny and i think the thing okay maybe i don't know if anybody else gets confused about this but i feel like i get confused that there's 60 seconds in a minute but then my brain wants it to be 100 seconds in a minute so bad for some reason
1: does this is gonna sound so stupid Does everyone believe in 60 seconds per minute?
0: Yes. Okay,
1: because that's how the world revolves. Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: Yeah, that has to do with science.
1: (laughs) I I knew that. No, no, no.
0: no. But I think that's why I get confused is because I feel like it should be 100 seconds. And it has to do with the fact that when you count to 100, everything resets at 100. So it's like 101.
1: Yeah. No.
0: This feels like the British, uh, what was it? The British Billion.
1: Okay. People gave me such a hard time about that. No, same though. I didn't understand it. Like they were like, that's so stupid that you didn't know that. And I was like, that makes no sense. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm
0: with you. Okay. So they bring this giant popsicle to Manhattan from New Jersey They're about to raise it, get their big world record for world's largest popsicle. But then it starts to melt.
1: No, they didn't think this through, guys.
0: (laughs) Come on. So Snapple officials first started to worry when the pink liquid started flowing onto East 17th Street um, with the fear that bicyclists and cars would slip in the ooze. And... I was desperately trying to find photos of this, but in my head, it was like, what is that, Ghostbusters? And where it's just like all of the ooze and everything's just everywhere. Um, So an ice sculpture specialist who helped Snapple um, was wondering if it was beginning to hollow out in the middle because it was melting. Um, And if that was the case, then it would fall over, which is obviously dangerous to have, even if the center melted. I mean, it'd still probably be... Close to like double digits tons of ice, um, and so Snapple stopped the Snapple raising at twenty five degree angle, and it was instead trucked away in a TV sized ice sculpture in the shape of the Snapple logo was aired instead. <laughs> <laughs> so the police and fire departments were called to help with the situation over on 17th street breaking news network which monitors police scanners for news organizations sent out an alert quote a giant popsicle being displayed by snapple has melted in the heat and sun and spilled all over 17th street fire department on scene attempting to wash down the roadway sticky goo all over the area
1: I have so many questions. And, like,
0: that, A, sounds fake. But, B, I think it's really funny that they, like, had to include that it was Snapples. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's, like, not really relevant information. But it's just, like, It's like, they'll pay for idiots. this. Uh, what was your question?
1: I just don't understand how, like, obviously popsicles melt. Like, I so feel like, like... how did
0: you not think of this? Yeah. Yeah, I don't really get that either. And it felt like all of the interviews about it was... Like, people trying to figure, like, ice sculpture specialists, like, figuring it out and being like, we thought it through and, like, for some reason it didn't work. Um,
1: Like, there was one, sorry, I'm seeing if it was. Correct me if I'm wrong, though, but this is probably wrong. But water, probably, like, ice sculptures, since they're, like, more dense, probably melt slower than a popsicle. Maybe, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's not true. No, I mean, that makes sense. Makes sense, like, in my head.
0: No, I think that makes sense.
1: I just don't understand, like, what board meeting happened. And they're like, all right, we're going to make a giant popsicle and it's going to be real. It's (laughs) like, just make a sculpture.
0: But they wanted, maybe they had to make it this way so that they broke the record.
1: Do it in the winter.
0: Yeah, I don't know why they decided, well, but then popsicles, okay, I can see, though, how this board meeting goes, is there like, we should do it in the winter, because it's going to be too hot if we do it in the summer, but then someone says, you don't eat popsicles in the winter, and they're like,
1: oh, you know, you're right, <sighs> I just, like, come on, but this is the same mentality that brought us Cats, the movie, you know what I mean? I still haven't seen it, I know, we gotta watch it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, like kicking the can down the line of big ideas. And I'm like, we'll figure that out. And then you just never do.
0: Yeah. It feels like the, like, that feels like the worst fear in like a group project where it's like you meet the day that the, that it's assigned and everyone's like, okay, like we're a group. Cool. And then I feel like I, in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, we'll figure it out. Like the due date's coming, but we'll figure it out. And then it's like the night before and you're like listen we have not figured this out <laughs> for real <laughs> um i've been there so the quotes about this whole scenario is really funny to me the quote that i just read and then there's one from someone named jian oh, i'm sorry jian i'm gonna butcher your last name Kovenu Koi ko unen zuleta Who's a co-owner of Sculptures in Ice, um, who was the ICE consultant to Snapple? Didn't do a very good Love job. That. Uh the quote is the large amount of liquid that came out, she said, made the interior hollow. So it was a frozen shell on the outside. We didn't think that was it was safe enough to erect. It's like, okay. <laughs> I don't know. You sound like you take yourself so seriously. Why are you doing this? <laughs> but also, like, can you imagine? Like, what is the career path to get to ice consultant
1: i feel like that was such a big thing in like the early 2000s like we loved ice sculptures at buffets really i don't maybe i missed that boat you're kind of classy i really (laughs) didn't go to (laughs) things where there's yeah i just like really remember ice sculptures at buffets wow
0: i don't think i've ever like what buffet like in vegas
1: yeah or maybe I'm mixing oh. that up with them carving the ham. No, no, no. I've seen <laughs> I have seen I a nice sculpture a at buffet. a buffet at the Yorvalinda Country Club. Mm. I remember.
0: So I actually Alex and I started watching this show. If you guys want to watch this show, it's on Netflix. It's called Mortgage or Marriage. And it's basically it takes these couples and then has a real estate agent and a wedding planner kind of like have you ever seen the hgtv show um love it or list it Mm -hmm. so it's like that but with mortgage or marriage so they present to them two options and they show them a few houses they show them what their wedding could be like and at the end they choose mortgage or marriage mortgage so (laughs) there was one though where like like it's just like the funniest show. You absolutely should watch it because okay. it's like so manipulative too. <laughs> and like, I don't understand what's happening, but like there's one where, this isn't what I was going to say. I'll relate back to ice sculptures in a second, but there's one uh, couple and like their whole little shtick is, I mean, it's not their whole little shtick, but they're like, yeah, you know, like we really, like we're having a hard time getting pregnant and like it's really important to whatever the woman's name is. Like they want to have, like, have a big family, da, da, da. And so the whole like, you know, every episode kind of follows a template, and for the lady that's showing the houses, she'll so show two houses, and then on the third house, she'll spend money and get it staged, um, get like specific rooms staged specifically to the couple's like wish list. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they part of their wish list was that they wanted to have room for the, for an expanding family, and the lady puts it as like a nursery and is she doesn't say this but she says it so close to it that it was just like where she's like "Wow, well, like if you didn't like miscarry your child like this oh could be God. their bedroom oh. <laughs> and and i kid you not I, yeah and i kid you not the woman starts like bawling and i'm looking at alex like did that just did they let this happen why would you ever say that? She didn't say that, but it was, like, close enough. And the <laughs> fact that she had this, like, nursery was like, yeah, like, I remember when you said that, like, you couldn't get pregnant. So I, like, made this look like a nursery so that, like, you could know what it's like if you, like, did get pregnant. Did they and it was just marriage? like I think they did. Yeah, I
1: definitely would. I'd be like, fuck this. But
0: it was just like, what? But so there was one couple and they were, like, the, like, young, hot couple. They were so, it was so funny. And the like um wedding planner kept striking out. So for the wedding planner, she'll do, what she'll do is they'll do like a food tasting or like a cake tasting or like take him to the venue or take him wedding dress shopping or like you know kind of elements of planning a wedding to like show them what it could be. And this lady like I guess just didn't know what to do for this couple. And so no. so she brings them to this place and it, it's this ice sculpture Of them. But like. The way that it was cropped is I want to say it was just like the bust of them like kissing or something. But then it also was like an ice luge. So you would like pour the drink into it and then like put your mouth at the bottom. But the couple was like, it looks like you're like
1: sucking it out of her butt. And I was just like, (laughs) how did you not think of this? Just like going right through the (laughs) boobs, like suckling out of the woman's teeth.
0: So that shows like, absolutely just like unhinged it's so funny and like the best part is that um I mean it's not the best part it's actually wildly unfortunate but um um, you know there are people that choose wedding and I feel like uh, you know I get it we had a wedding and it's like wonderful and I totally understand why you would choose that but then it like cuts to black and it's like due to COVID-19 like (laughs) And so, like, they either, like, have to cancel their wedding or they have some, like, COVID version of their wedding. And they're like, you know, we're sad about the pandemic, but, like, we're just really happy that we're married now. And it's just like, oh.
1: A, I was going to say that you should go on it, but then I'm like, wait, you already got married. married. So, canceled. We get get divorced and then. Why don't you do it and then get back on the show? I feel like they would love that angle.
0: Right. We couldn't figure it out the first time, and so now we're like tr- we're trying again.
1: <laughs> Second, my sister has knows someone. I wouldn't say that they're her friends, but this woman wanted to get married so badly, and her wedding was on March thirteenth, mm-hmm. which is the day COVID really hit the fan. <gasps> Do you remember that day? It was Friday the thirteenth.
0: Only slightly. So I remember. Maybe I don't remember the actual day. You know what? I do because it was it was a Friday. And it was, I just remember there was like this mad exodus from the office, and everyone was like, take cameras with you. You need a <laughs> teleprompter. And it was like this whole thing of like everyone just being like, ah. And I I was like, Okay. Like I actually, sorry, I will say this after your story. No, I won't. I'm gonna say it right now. It, right now. it it applies. So I remember Alex almost got stuck in Korea because like as like right around then actually i think that day he was still in korea he was in korea for work and like we were kind of joking oh no no no, that's not true that was a couple weeks earlier he was in korea for work and we were joking about like oh like get stuck in korea and then like he called me one night he was like hey i like him like like fleeing the country like they're closing the borders and so he ends up coming back all safe or whatever and then they send out this company memo at ign that's like hey like this is like kind of serious so like if you or like anyone you live with or have been in close contact with, like has been traveling to any of these countries, like please like abstain from coming to the office for 14 days to do like a mandatory 14 day quarantine. And I remember like with people in the office, I was literally like, ha ha, like Alex was just in Korea. Like I do just go home for 14 days. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like it's going to be a lot longer than that.
0: Yeah. And then that whole thing. And then I just never went back to the office. Literally, I will never go back to that office.
1: <laughs> um, so the wedding I'm glad he didn't get stuck in Korea um, So too. this woman was going to have a wedding on Friday the 13th Weird choice Weird choice indeed Is that true? I think it Yeah, because I remember she was going I was supposed to go to New York that day And then it was like, no And it was the day of And she was like, I gotta cancel this wedding <gasps> Which is really sad That is really then sad she's like, oh <laughs> She's like, oh, like it's only, like, a 14-day quarantine, so I'm going to push it back three weeks. Wait, I don't understand, huh? Like, of COVID. Like, like she thought th- that after 14
0: days, COVID would go away? Yeah. Okay. Like she. To be I, fair, at that point, I, I feel, feel like, like none of us really understood like, oh, what was happening. Yeah.
1: So <laughs> she, like, pushed it back three weeks, and then it was, like, obviously not going to happen. And then she pushed it back a month. And this girl... She's finally getting married next oh, month. Oh, okay. I was going to ask how many times did she push it back? Really like a month, a month and a half, two months. It's like, just wait, just like chill out for a year and then see what happens.
0: Yeah. I have a lot of people. So I was supposed to be in two weddings and then go to two more within all four weddings all during the last year of the pandemic. And one of them, they canceled the wedding, but ended up getting married with in front of only family. And then another one, they had the wedding and I actually ended up dropping out because I didn't feel comfortable. And then the other one, they eloped. And then the other one made it. I was like family and friends, but it was like under it was like 25 people.
1: Wow. It's so intense.
0: Yeah, I feel like I just would have waited, and if I really wanted to get married, I would have like gotten married at a courthouse or something, and then like done like an actual that? marriage later.
1: Yeah, I don't. I mean, this is sticky territory, but I'm just like, why do you have to get married so bad? Just wait. Yeah, well, that's why I'm saying if you really like felt like you
0: needed to get married, like yeah. I would legally just get married and then. But I get it's easier said than done. I told again, I get it. I've been there, done that. Like also both of my knees are in she frame. had a real you guys, wedding. I look insane it's really comfy though I'm so sorry so if you're not oh my watching God, the video I didn't see that <laughs> I thought my knees were out of frame if you're not if you're watching if you're not watching the video let me just paint the picture for you <laughs> and maybe it'll crop out and you guys won't even see it but if we're if it's in frame <laughs> as shot I literally am sitting and you can just see the like tops two of little my hot like, dogs two little hot dogs just like creeping above. I look like I'm sitting like this. It's just really comfy. Sorry, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna change how I'm sitting. Anyways, so yeah, I don't know. Pandemic weddings, man. It is interesting. I went to my first so we were talking, are we in a post-pandemic society? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't think it, definitely so. not globally, for sure not globally, but within the United States, I it think feels it, like it, but
1: I feel like we're still in the pandemic, but kind of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel
0: okay that's fair well so yeah. i went to a wedding on friday oh you did a 250 person wedding with no mass okay. i felt totally comfortable really where yeah. was it it was in Rancho palace verdes it was oh, wow. very beautiful it was a very pretty wedding oh
1: that's why you were there mm-hmm.
0: very see. very pretty wedding but it was just it was like very bizarre to You're like like it almost fe- felt like no time had passed and everything was just a dream like it didn't it was very weird but it w- i had such a bad social hangover the next day yeah like i just felt like i could not function and we actually ended up going to dinner with some of alex's friends who i didn't know so i had to be more social and like i actually couldn't like, hmm. do it like i could not do it Where like Alex texted me was like, "Are you okay?" I
1: was like, (laughs) "Yeah, yeah." Like I'm fine. I'm so sorry. Oh Oh my gosh. I was just like, (laughs) "Oh, yeah." My sister's supposed to get married next week.
0: Oh, is she? No. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't be here.
1: (laughs) Well, if she had to push it back like an entire year. Oh, so
0: she get married next year?
1: Yeah, because she's like no, like no mat like no masks at all like i don't want it to seem like the pandemic at all that's fair and it's she's getting married in hawaii and they're like very strict about it there so
0: really i thought they were very strict in that it's strict to get in but once you're in like since it's like kind of a covid bubble everything's like chilling that was my impression of the situation
1: i think it's different for like events hmm. i don't know interesting as of like a month ago she couldn't like have the wedding she wanted so she was like that's fair Mom. i would do the same thing weddings are expensive man yeah um so, so now, how did we get
0: on this? i don't know but the last thing we were talking about was the ice consultant and i had a note that i wanted to mention so like ice consultants a very weird job right mm-hmm. and i just love the idea of jobs that it's like jobs that as a kid, you would never write down that you want it to be your job, but it's because it's like, this job exists. So there was a girl that sat next to me at Red Bull. This was before I worked there full-time. I was, this isn't relevant. Well, I, I guess it kind of is. It was when I was consulting for them. And so when I was consulting for them, I technically was in RBMH, RBN Red Bull. No, I worked Red Bull Media House. I was Red Bull and A North America, which is the can and the beverage, where before, where afterwards I worked in the media house, which is like pretty separate. You worked for the can? I worked for the can, but only because of a technicality.
1: Like, what did you do for them?
0: Well, I was consulting on their Destiny partnership with Media House, but okay. that's why I was like, It's like a whole thing. It doesn't really matter, but long story short, I was sitting with the can people. And so I sat next to this woman who was a scientist. And her whole job was to run experiments to prove that Red Bull was not worse for you than a can of Coke. So what kind of experiments? Well, whether it was like actual experiments or she was looking at data from like things that Coke did or whatever, but like showing like basically trying to correlate that it's like Coke has X amount of, X number of grams of sugar or X number of grams of caffeine. And like Red Bull has this much. And like it was really interesting. It was her job was basically to make Red Bull the stigma of like an energy drink and take that out of Red Bull via like hard facts.
1: Did she was she successful? <laughs> I don't know.
0: I had Red I Bull know this weekend. Alex always tells me, always goes, Red Bull has, I can't remember if it's caffeine or sugar. But, like, has less caffeine than a can of Coke or less sugar than like a can ca- of Coke. I caffeine really bad for you, right? Caffeine is the biggest abused
1: drug in the United States. That's probably true. I'm pretty sure it is true, yeah. Um, I have a lot to say on the subject. One of which... A Red Bull or caffeine? Well, one of which is I had Red Bull this weekend inadvertently, and I was like, this is disgusting. Sorry. No, sorry. I'm remembering something. You unlocked a memory. This I I was at this bar with my sister and she like knew the bartender and he was like 22 and was like trying to be friends with us and he was like shots ladies and gave us a Red Bull like a a shot of Red Red Bull vodka yeah and I was like ew (laughs) I drank and I was like what the fuck is this Alex drinks Red Bull
0: vodkas
1: yeah I think it's because he
0: started his work well that's not true but he started his adult work at Red Bull and Red Bull vodkas are a big thing there
1: I bet the other thing that I was going to say was about caffeine. Oh, it doesn't matter. But okay, I'll say it. I used to drink like literally 7 cups of coffee a day. How did you not just like shit yourself constantly? <laughs> no, I didn't. Um you're like walking around with a diaper on. You're like <laughs> I love coffee. No, I just like literally like was I, I wouldn't say I was addicted. I was addicted. I just was like, I had to always have a coffee in my hand and like, Mm. I was always just felt tired all the time. I couldn't, I was just always like, I need it. I need it. And I could drink a cup of coffee at like midnight and go to sleep like five minutes later. And I just realized that you were drinking decaf the entire time. No, um, that that's because of ADHD. Cause my brain was like needing a stimulant.
0: Oh, how fascinating. And that's why it like didn't really affect you. Yeah. Yeah. Is that why caffeine doesn't affect me? Probably not. Or probably. Because I don't notice caffeine doesn't change anything. I mean, I don't have too much caffeine, but, like, I could drink
1: green tea at any time. See, I, like, I would drink green tea all the time. People were like, oh, my God, there's so much caffeine. And I was like, this has caffeine in it. And, like, if I would, like, ever drink – yeah, I just never felt it ever. How interesting. I did not know. And then – That sounded sarcastic. I actually didn't know. (laughs) I didn't know that. I mean, yeah, it's so – Huh. The more you know. If you have undiagnosed ADHD and you feel you wouldn't know that, but if you feel like you drink a lot of caffeine and you still feel tired and you feel distracted, you might have undiagnosed ADHD, which I did and that was actually the key to unlock it all.
0: Wow, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, then on let's talk about placebo effect, okay. which was I remember that I don't, don't want to diagnose um Allie, but Maybe she also had ADHD and it was just a trio of girls with undiagnosed ADHD. The art girls. But um, we, before one of our dances, it was the dance that we dressed up as. Yeah. And um, we all went and got Red Bulls. Do you remember this? Before we went to the dance and then we got to the dance and I feel like we're like, I'm feeling it. But like, and we're like really unhinged. But I remember being like, I feel the, I feel the (laughs) same. (laughs) you knowingly were like i feel the same we were just like we're so crazy because it was like we i feel like we were like goody two shoes so we didn't drink before dances but that i feel like in that moment that was like our version of just like Like, taking a bunch of shots before we were just drinking red bulls and we're like yeah we're gonna get crazy yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. we're still talking about this i'll wrap it up real quick uh so what happened why did it melt Um, so the quote is,
1: (laughs) I'm sorry,
0: (laughs) I don't know. It got mushy on the trip from Edison. Vibrations inside the truck were possibly to blame. Um, if it would have gone up, it was 35,000 pounds and 25 feet tall. And the previous record holder was a mere 20,000 pounds and 25 feet. Um, so... (laughs) The article, the New York Times article, ends with the reporter asking the snap the Snapple person who was in charge of the project, so like the project lead at Snapple, who was probably the one that was like, "We should break the world record for largest popsicle." The article ends with the reporter asking them, "Will Snapple get off the mat and try once again, maybe in August?" Ms. Radcliffe scrunched her face. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Why would you ask that? (laughs) I'm, like, obsessed with the New York Times because they're so weird. Like, they just... I don't know what's going on there, but, like, some of their articles are so unhinged. But they're, like, under this guise that it's, like, a very serious publication, and it cracks me up. Like, there was one yesterday that was is this painting in Maine the key to unlocking Van Gogh's death? And I was like, I want to read that. And this article was just them like dunking on this guy that was Van Gogh's friend who was like not a very good painter. And they kept telling him every, they kept writing that Van Gogh was like, this guy sucks at painting, but he's a good friend to me. And then this woman just like found his painting at a yard sale, this guy's painting And then they're like, was it, and it's like, no, like it was such a misleading headline. And then all the comments were like, I do not understand this article, (laughs) but the entire article is just like dunking on this guy. And I was like, why are you writing this? Huh? I feel like there's a lot of they have a lot of that. That's really funny. They must have too many writers on staff. (laughs) Or
0: not enough. So they're taking all the pitches.
1: They're like, okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. That's fine. That's fine.
0: So that is the great Snapple Popsicle disaster.
1: Have you heard of the, about the molasses disaster that was like in the 1800s? Mo- the molasses disasters? The molasses dis- And it happened in Boston. Boston? I think it was Boston. Basically, I mean, it actually killed like a ton of oh, people. Oh, wait, that's really sad. I'm not going to. Anyways, we'll do it another day. Um, well, speaking of headlines, here's another headline. What's the headline? <laughs> Sorry, I just literally <laughs> was like reading, and I was like, "What do any of these letters mean?" Okay, the past year's pandemic-related quarantine have taught billions of have taught billions of people around the world what varying stages of isolation feel like. However, none of that seems comparable to the so-called deep time experiment mm-hmm. that was underway starting in March this March. In oh, France. okay. So while much of the world locked down in their homes on March 14th, a group of 15 volunteers entered the Lambreves cave in Southwestern France and didn't emerge for 40 days. Did they know, did they have access to the outside world? Like did they know this was happening? Yeah. Yeah. So basically it's this, that sounded really wordy and whatever. Let me just explain it in my terms. Basically there's, this experiment they wanted to do testing how people reacted to being like, um, not being able to see, uh, sun and like the days changing, not having like a natural way to mm-hmm. know the days. Changing. Yeah. So like they had how 40 they volunteers.
0: Well, we're going to learn? wait 40 volunteers for 40 days and 40 nights in the cave.
1: No 15.
0: I just, oh. that was <laughs> me being, I was like, that's like rather poetic for a scientific,
1: um, uh, experiment. No, it was 14, 15, 15 volunteers. Um, so like I just said, they hope this study will shed new light, pun intended, on how human beings process the passage of time without natural factors like light. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also didn't have phones or watches, so they had no way to understand time. Could they at least like bring a book? Yeah. And so the they relied on a pedal driven dynamo. I'm assuming it's like a bike okay. that created electricity f- for the cave. Um, so this experiment was the brainchild of French Swiss explorer Christian Clot, and was directly inspired by long term isolation that many in the pandemic have felt. And he also participated. He is one of those like rei guys you know what i mean like, he like <laughs> okay he goes on he's been on over 30 major expeditions in extreme environments raging ranging ranging from the marine channels of patagonia which i didn't know was extreme apparently it is okay um i believe you he just says i'm gonna list i'm not gonna list them there are places in the world and then apparently they're extreme okay um and so his new thing that he's really obsessed with is exploring human adaptations in response to change, um, usually. <laughs> sorry, that was my mouth. <laughs> I'm laughing because I just flashed.
0: I'm so sorry. I just flashed back to, <laughs> to me trying to have <laughs> that one week uh, that I did the topic on Wim
1: Hof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it was just like the most uninteresting—the <laughs> breathing. The I actually thought about this a lot when I was doing this. <laughs> the breathing. And I was like, "Well, he's really
0: extreme." But that was like the punchline. Was just like the guy breathes a lot, and he does some crazy shit.
1: sorry continue no i mean that's basically this oh no i'm so
0: sorry but he didn't experiment
1: that's interesting (laughs) so well okay it is interesting but also like they didn't really learn i don't know what they've learned okay i'm just like saying that as a preference because i'm going to talk more but like okay okay it's because they just got out so i don't think they have enough
0: wait 40 days from last march or this march this march Okay.
1: I was like, it's like but even it's been much longer than forty days. Well they have to like write essays, right? Okay. <laughs> it's this boring ass extreme. <laughs> Sorry, guy. I didn't mean oh, to do <laughs> I'm kidding. Um Christian Klot, he in 2015 he founded the Human Adaptation Institute which is dedicated to learning how our brains adapt re- in response to new situations and challenges. That's interesting, which though. Which I've been actually thinking about a lot. That's kind of why I did this. Was Dude, like, your brain's crazy. Well, now I'm like, I'm like chill and like being at home all the time. Yeah, and, same, I'm like though. I'm very agoraphobic now.
0: Same. I, we were just talking about how I have to – I get to – I'm trying to like reframe my thoughts around it. <laughs> I get to travel for work for the first time and you know just mentally preparing for that I my first thought is what are my cats gonna do without me
1: yeah oh absolutely I spent two days away from home this weekend and I kept picking up my keys and wanting to drive home (laughs) it's like that's enough for me and then I was like I don't have anything to to do at home oh yeah but then I got home I was like thank god um, oh, yeah. but that's like, I used to ne- not be a homebody at all. Same though. Yeah. Like I used to just always want to be out on the town. Like what's going on? What are you doing? And now I like just want to be at home and watch my RV's town. Have you watched? Okay. So I've Pretty watched so
0: much. I I've never watched it. I've heard so much about it though. It's like a murder mystery.
1: Yeah. But it's like, it's just like, what's funny to me about it it's just like a good story like there's no pizzazz to it at all which makes it very pizzazzy oh interesting I feel like, like it's all like understated like prestige tv now is like there's a big thing behind it and this is just like here's a story about a detective in a small town and we're just gonna follow her
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I just haven't watched it. I also haven't just like haven't had time to watch any TV. I've been watching too much Curtis Connor on YouTube.
1: Okay. You were just talking about murder <laughs> or sorry, marriage and mortgage. Oh, How and about marriage murder or- and
0: mortgage. <laughs> oh, that's a good so one. So I guess we have been watching that. Well, so Alex and I usually have one really dumb TV show that we watch together. And right now it's marriage or mortgage. Love that. Um, But then like when I'm actually watching TV, I just, I don't uh... I just don't watch that much TV. Like, I've been wanting to watch Watchmen, which I know I'm going to get a lot of shit for not watching it yet. I've heard so many good things, but I just, I don't know. I'm not, I, don't I prioritize haven't
1: it. been a TV person. I never used to watch TV. And now maybe it's just like cohabitating. It's like we turn on our little program at the end of the evening. No, totally. And it's like literally every day I'm like, when is that? Like, when is it 9 p.m. and I get to sit down and watch Mad Men? Like, please. <laughs> I mean, I get it if
0: I was rewatching Mad Men, but wait. The one thing that I want to say before you keep going, though, is I do wonder because I feel like a lot of times you hear like, oh, as you get older, it's like you settle down and you don't want to go out all the time or whatever. Like, I feel like we're at that age where maybe that starts happening. And I can't tell if it's the pandemic or if it's just like normal. I say that.
1: I'm terrified of. <laughs> but if it's what you want. No, I know. I don't know. I don't think so.
0: Well, I the question i asked wasn't a yes or no question so
1: <laughs> i'm saying i don't i don't think that it's uh the pandemic just aging oh, no i think okay. it's the pandemic maybe it's a little of both but i think it's like been um exacerbated by the pandemic yeah do you know that what makes I mean?
0: sense
1: i don't know we're, we're just old people now sorry maybe hey, we're playing footsies
0: um do what? people play footsies like for real like when you like somebody, yeah, or are they like, all the time? oh, really? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, <laughs> the only time I've tried it on Alex, I always accidentally kick him in the shin. I'll be like, hello. Like I'll try to like pet him with my foot. And instead I'm like, Garr! and
1: he kind of like <laughs> jolts. And I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> my bad. I've accidentally played footsie with so many people. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, all the time. Because I'm a big like under the table. I always try to find a thing that I could put my foot on. The Same. And I. S- so many times I'm like oh that's a good one and it's just Somebody's someone's leg and I'm like e-. and then a lot of people don't say anything and then you're like oh is that your leg and they're like yes <laughs> why like, you what's say going any- on yeah well I like started out so proper on
0: camera and now I'm like fully like <laughs> no I get it I that's the nice thing with like trying to keep my mic high is I have to sit up somewhat high so that I might
1: yeah I should well it doesn't matter okay where are we so this guy is an extreme <laughs> we don't care do okay he does extreme, um, things. He We're does in the extreme cave. things and he's obsessed with people adapting to stuff okay weirdo um and so he made people go into a cave for did he go in days. the cave too he went with them oh, yeah. that's good at least so
0: um this makes me this brings up strong what's that movie with liam neeson in the haunted place like a haunted house and it's like the whole guys is he's like doing a sleep experiment with them i've never heard of this you have because we know the producers on it
1: oh the haunting
0: the haunting
1: Wait, he was in that? Yeah. They don't want us to ever see it or talk about it. Do well, you know that?
0: I have seen it is and it I'm really talking bad. about it now. Is it really bad? It's not good. Oh. But um, the whole thing is that actually Alex was watching it and I like sat down and watched it with him and was like, and then oh, afterwards no. i looked at the imdb and i was like no um no but you know it happens uh but the whole guise is that he's like taking them here for this sleep experiment and it has strong energy of like,
1: wait why did i think it was like a priest movie
0: i mean maybe i was only half paying attention maybe that was like part of the maybe, lore of the house but the actual like the people go to the haunted place because he's conducting a sleep experiment
1: in a haunted place specifically yeah
0: and it well no not a haunted place i think that's the whole thing though like the whole shtick is that nobody believes the woman who's like getting like haunted because he thinks that it's part of like her hallucinating from like lack of sleep Owen wilson's in it too
1: me me not believing in ghosts (laughs) um what check out the haunting actually don't watch it (laughs) I have an insider source that says do not watch this movie.
0: But did you know that's the same it's the same material source material as Haunting from Hill on Hill House or mm-hmm. whatever? Yeah. I don't know why but I like I'm really titillated by like extended uni- like when things are all in the same universe. I know that's like exactly what Marvel is and that's why I'm so like obsessed with what they're doing. Do you serious but...
1: unfortunate events? No. Oh. Why? <laughs> I thought it was scary. Oh, yeah, loved it.
0: I thought it was like really weird
1: and scary. I was it was like, I was a child. I was like,
0: I wasn't a Tim Burton person, and oh. that gave me strong Tim Burton vibes. And I was just like, I oh, don't know, thanks. Like, I remember our family would always go to Borders, like, I feel like weekly.
1: We love Borders.
0: And I would always, the books were always there, and I would always see the, like, the front, what is it, the covers,
1: and mm. I'd be like, get away from me. <laughs> you would hiss at them. <laughs> <laughs> I loved, I was like such a goth little child. I was like, I'm I was, full of darkness. The thing was, I was
0: emo or like wannabe because I like <laughs> listened to like Fall Out Boy and I was like, pain, emotions, no one understands me. But then anytime there was like anything like too dark, I was like, mm, stay yeah. away.
1: This is so random, but I was on Architectural Digest today and they had a tour of the Fall Out Boy's guitar. Wait, <laughs> let, me, let me run that back. Pete Wentz? They had a tour of the guitarist from Fall Out Boy's house. Pete Wenz or the other guy? No, Pete Wenz is the bassist. I know this and
0: I didn't even listen to Fallout Boy. Well, I just wouldn't assume that they would do it of Andy because
1: I feel like Andy's like,
0: I think Andy's his name. I don't even know no, his name. No, Andy's and the drummer. It's
1: him and he lives in Los Feliz. And like, oh. I just was looking at his house and I'm like, but you are in Fallout. Boy. Does he have good taste? It's just like like kind of oh i need to i'll look at it but it's just i don't know why not to like put that against fallout boy but i'm like your music's like (laughs) yeah do you know what i mean
0: that was actually pretty good i was trying to think of what their newer stuff is i guess i actually think fallout boy i will die on this hill i think fallout boy is a great example of like they i've always talked about the sophomore album for musicians is like a death sentence Because it's like you had, especially if you had a really successful first album, well, sophomore album, meaning the second album after you like have your big, like now you're famous because it's like everybody knows you for this one sound. And if you make the exact same sound for the second album, people are going to be upset that you made the exact same sound but if you evolve too much as an artist and alienate the reason why people actually liked you in the first place then you're going to lose a bunch of people and they're going to be like what is this this is horrible yeah. and so like there's like such a small little like venn diagram of you actually succeeding and like being able to balance the growth of uh, as an artist and the expectation of society based on what you got famous from and i feel like fall out boy has done a really good job of progressing as an artist if you look at their sound from i mean especially from um their very first album but from under the cork tree which is what they got famous on that sound has evolved so much to their most recent stuff and while i don't love their most recent stuff like i'm still with it like i Wait, see it and i get music. it they're still making music man they took a hiatus after um A do and then they came back and they put out a bunch of stuff and the but the first album back i thought was i like was kind of into but then everything after like I've liked one or two songs but they're not like full listens for me but follow away man
1: my dad texted me about 3 months ago and says Patrick Stump rocks in all caps <laughs> and I was like who is that? wait is he like does he work with your dad or your dad just likes him no, my dad's like, what's that weird music, like Fuse TV or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. My dad just always watches that. And like he oh, watched like, I would like never a Fall Boy concert and Dude, was like, Fall they're Boy's, really good. <laughs> Fallout Boy's like
0: really good. I've seen them live like multiple no, times. No, I, that, I stayed. They're a like, fun concert.
1: I don't know why. I just like was looking at his house. He had like an outdoor shower and I'm like, but you're the guitarist for Fallout Boy. Like you don't take outdoor showers.
0: I'll have to check it out. Like you go to I'm Hot Topic. But they don't. That's my point is they have evolved. Not in my mind. They like have
1: kids and stuff. No, yeah. He has like, there's like a kid's room and I'm like, I'm confused.
0: Isn't that confusing? I feel like when I think of like my parents, except I feel like the Eagles are like a like staple. Like it's like I can respect it. But I feel like when I'm like, oh, yeah, like my parents are going to see the Eagles and I'm just like. Mm, like the, like picturing the audience At an Eagles concert And I feel like Is that what like That's how they dance Fallout Boy And like Weezer And Green yeah. Day are now It's like It's like old people Because like <laughs> I have tickets I got tickets At a charity auction For Fallout Boy Weezer Green Day concert Which was supposed to happen Before the pandemic Or during the pandemic And like they haven't talked about Rescheduling it at all And since I didn't buy it Through like Ticketmaster Or anything I got it through a charity I'm like <laughs> What's and happening? they were like kind of expensive. Can you like ask to? I don't know, I'm still in touch, but like, luckily, an old co worker of mine, his wife is like in charge of the charity thing. Oh, so she'll hook it up. And so, I like it, like, I at least have a direct number to somebody where I'm like, hey, like,
1: like I need to see Weezer. All.
0: But I actually have seen Weezer, it was a really good concert, it was lots of fun. Oh. But it's the same thing where it's just like all these like people, we. Alex and I were probably the youngest people there. Like it was like everyone just being like,
1: "Say it!" It's Imagine like a bunch of like six year olds like holding beers, listening to like an old Fallout Boy. I'm here for that. Really getting me somewhere. I want I to that. Say, I love that. I love. I went to so many concerts as a child with my dad, and that vibe is amazing. Like just like old people like. Do you know what I mean? It was and like the like, Imagine Rubin. Dragons
0: concert we went to.
1: Uh, One Republic.
0: One Republic. Sorry. Wait,
1: really? It wasn't Imagine Dragons? No.
0: <sighs> there was. <laughs> are you sure? Yeah. It was... Wow. I my th- my entire memory was always it was a I was so set that it was Imagine Dragons, but I think you are totally right. It was One Republic. We went with my parents.
1: This girl in my program the first week of school texted me and said, "Hey, Kate, I have an extra tickets to Imagine Dragons. Do you want to go?" and i got so stressed out by it because i'm like like why would you go to like who's buying tickets to imagine dragons and why do you have an extra ticket i feel like my parents would go they like imagine dragons yeah your mom loves that like that vibe yeah it's It's like 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 mall rock
0: (laughs) i feel like it's like adult alternative rock if that makes sense because i feel like when i think of alternative rock well maybe i'm more thinking of like punk rock but like alternative punk rock not actual punk rock yeah i don't know it's like whatever they play at
1: 98.7 yeah <laughs> that's so funny oh um god we still have to talk about this <laughs> <laughs> oh, this guy in his cave <laughs> okay here's the thing though okay so they just wanted to know like what happens to people so i guess the big thing about this that they hadn't done before is like it's less like biological and more emotional and like psychological of like how do you adapt to like not having any markers of time Mm -hmm. and honestly like they were like we were fine
0: (laughs) Oh, so everything was totally normal?
1: I read this like three weeks ago and I'm like now reflecting on it. I'm like, they didn't learn much. Dude, this straight up has Wim Hof
0: energy. It has Wim Hof energy. Where I was like, okay, so like here's how he did his breathing exercises. (laughs) And I feel like you were just blankly looking at me and I was like, man, this isn't interesting, is it?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, so the biggest thing was like they... (laughs) <laughs> nothing happened sorry <laughs> no like the, everyone like had was fine and that's good they had like a they all made their own little society with rules like you couldn't wake someone up but then eventually everyone synced times oh interesting that's interesting um which like i don't know that's not like surprising to me i don't think it's surprising but it's like okay interesting <laughs> sure and then when the person like unsealed the cave they all were like oh were, okay were they right like what time it was like at no least like the person the people on the outside knew when to like go in there
0: no totally but i'm saying like when they opened the cave after the 40 days, like, did they think it was nighttime, but that it was actually daytime or were they like sort of? Actually, that's a
1: great question. And they did not answer that. It's <laughs> um, like the only thing that I'm curious about. Oh, was like understanding day for night. Well, what. Christian Clot said was he said it was a real surprise. And the person came in in our heads. We had just walked into the cave about 30 days ago. So they were 10 days behind. Okay. Um, 30 days
0: and 40 days to me sound like they'd be feel relatively similar. Like
1: it's the same. Like anything above like 20 days. It's like, yeah. It's like anything above like 10 for me. True. Um, here's where there's probably conspiracy okay. because Johan Francois, a math teacher and sailing instructor ran 10,000 meter circles in the cave to stay fit. But he also said he had visceral urges to leave. Christian Klott was doing weird shit down there, right? No, I'm literally like just trying w- <laughs> to spice this up. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to say, I feel like I would want to leave too. Um, I think it's weirder if he's the only one that wanted to leave.
1: Well, Christian Klott says, Sometimes when I was having my breakfast, when other people were having lunch or going to bed, and it was very disturbing.
0: He sounds like he needs to suck it up a little bit. He sounds like he's a little sensitive. Like
1: you're an extreme explorer.
0: Wait, that's the extreme yeah. explorer. Get over it, man. <laughs> oh my gosh, he needs to learn the Wim Hof oh wait, method. Actually,
1: here's an interesting thing. Okay. So, um, they observed that in the team, like all, recognize after the fact that instead of a 24-hour day cycle, they ran on uh 32 hours. Oh, that's interesting. That is really interesting.
0: Yeah. Is I don't our know day sure day actually be 32 hours?
1: Maybe. Probably not. That sounds like it would really mess some things up. Um and I guess to leave us on this note, two thirds of the participants expressed a desire to remain underground a little bit longer <laughs> and to finish the group projects they started during their stay. Um and Christian Klot will leave us with this: as our humans, whoa, as <laughs> our future as humans on this planet will evolve, we must learn to better understand how our brains are capable of finding new solutions, whatever the situation. Which I guess is true.
0: Yeah, I don't know that I needed his experiment to.
1: Yeah, I'm just like. To yes, that. yes, we're like. Why was this so interesting to me when I was looking it up and now I'm like, I mean, okay. it, the
0: 32-hour thing is, not I could see how it's
1: interesting. I think it's just not profound. Explorer I guess like, man. okay, the thing I was curious about, and I thought they were going to have an answer for me, and maybe I thought we were going to talk about this, is like, like how uh, subjective time feels. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, totally. And I
0: I do think it's really fascinating. So during the pandemic, I actually was reading about time and why time is like blurring together, basically. And I feel like it's harder to remember certain things. And it feels like time's going really fast. And like, people don't really know how to describe how much time has passed since the pandemic. And it has to do with how your brain processes experiences. And so because like, our lives have theoretically been relatively monotonous. And it's like you wake up, you work from home, you're like pretty much in the same environment. You probably have a very similar routine, if not day to day, like week to week. And um, because nothing novel is happening, your brain doesn't have to, like, for oversimplifying things. Your brain doesn't have to like create new memories or create new pathways or like, you know, adapt to anything new. And so since your brain isn't working hard or like there's nothing really happening that's like out of the ordinary, even if it's something where it's like you're in a new environment that you're usually in or whatever, that everything does kind of blend together and so it seems like time passes faster when less novel things are happening
1: 100 percent. i have no idea what happened last week
0: yeah absolutely no idea well and i think that goes for the same concept of how i remember i had my sat tutor told me like every year every it was like every 10 years you get older it seems like it went faster than the previous 10 years. 100%. And it's like, yeah, because when you're a kid, like think about how much newness there is in your first 10 years of life. Like you're walking for the first time, you're saying new words. I would argue that from one,
1: <laughs> I would argue that like, what
0: is from one to 10, you probably learn a new word every day. Yeah. If not every other day, or yeah. you're learning something new or seeing something for the first time. And then when you're in high school, it's all of those new experiences. And then when you're in college, it's all these new experiences. And so it makes sense that like, as you get out of college and you're kind of entering the working world, which I feel like in and of itself is just created to be routine, that things tend to seem like they're moving faster because you're just not exposing yourself to novel experiences. And I feel like you and I are on the same wavelength where we talked about a little bit earlier, I think it was this episode of just like being afraid of that. But I think the cool thing is like, it's really just about making a conscious decision not to always be doing the same thing or do the same things because you like do like do the same things but do the same things of things that you like you know just realizing that it's like you're in control
1: of your life yeah 100 my big phrase i've been saying a lot is i need to disrupt my routine mm-hmm. because i also feel like i've gotten to a routine that i do not like yeah like i feel like icky about it i feel that i'm spending my time and so I try to make conscious efforts to just like throw myself off. Yeah, do you know what I mean? No, I mean like, I get up in the morning, I am like, I am gonna go to the store right now. No, because it's like I wouldn't do that, and then my whole day is kind of like reoriented because of that. Yeah, no, I think that's amazing. Thank you. That's like a really good idea to change things like that. I am like very horrified at how fast time is moving.
0: It really scares me. No, I am with you. I feel like I had something come up that made me look at basically i had a contract come up that was like the contracts for a year and then like with option to renew for two i gonna like freak out and when i was doing that i was like okay whatever where i feel like before like i've been presented with long-term contracts and i'm like okay like whatever right, stable. and this i was like wait so it, it potentially could be three years. And then I was like, I would be 30. Yeah, And then just knowing that like for Alex and I, we want to have kids eventually. And like, I always said I wanted to be done having kids by 30, which is what? not happening anymore. And so, but you know, I I would like to have kids as close to 30 as possible and realizing that I'm like, yeah, that's uh, what, that's and soon. like just like seeing how everything's just like stacking, or even that it's just like we're not adult, like we're not young adults anymore. I feel like we're like adults, and just all of that. Just like I don't know, but I do think it's like a mindset, and it's what you make of it, and it's what you know. I think that a lot of when I think about a lot of like my fears of being an adult and what it's associated with, it's like mostly perceptions of like what's normal. yeah. And I feel like for both of us, I don't think we've ever really done what's normal. So like, I don't really know why we would start now. <laughs> yeah. And I found that really comforting. Yeah. But I think it is just what you're saying, like being really, um, what was the word you use? Like intentional about like disrupting your routine or doing things when you
1: find yourself like falling into patterns that you don't really like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if this is any solace, it's solace to me, but also kind of sad, but maybe it's just because it's my own dad. But uh, randomly, aging. I, my dad is amazing. I feel like I've talked to him before. I like, I'm a huge fan. He rocks. Um, And he's told me like a lot of like very blunt things about existing in the world that you would never expect a parent to just say it. Like I remember when I started my first job and I was like, I'm confused. Like everyone seems like they don't know what they're doing. And like, does everyone really not know what they're doing? He's like, Oh yeah. Everyone's bullshitting all the time. <laughs> Which like, I feel like a parent would never actually say to you. Oh really? Would your parents say that to you? I feel like my parents have been telling me that since I was like 10. Maybe parents say that. I don't know. He was just like, Oh yeah. Like you just, that's I think, and yeah. And I was like, that's great advice. Thank you. Cause I feel like delegitimizing the world as much as possible is actually kind of like a good mental oh yeah because it makes things not a big deal you know like
0: totally um yeah my parents don't say it though in that context oh (laughs) I only laugh because I feel like I mean it's funny my family like we joke a lot and nothing's serious but then at the same time like
1: everything's serious Yeah, so that's why I'm laughing. My dad has a very laissez faire attitude towards life, which is inspiring and also sometimes like, ah, yeah. Um, But one thing he said to me was, I was like, it's so crazy. Like, I really feel like I'm the same person that I was in high school. I do not feel different at all. I feel like maybe I've learned more, but I still fundamentally feel like I'm the same person. Mm -hmm. And my dad's like, I feel the exact same way. I still feel like I'm 16. And he was like you'll never lose You've that. told
0: me that before and my toes are curling. I don't know if it's comforting or
1: terrifying. I, exactly. I don't know how to I don't know what to do with that. I he said that to me and I started crying cuz so I was just like that's so intense. I and I think it's I think it's sad maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's not. I
0: I, I don't think it has to be sad. I think what's scary is like this idea of mentally being like i'm young and being trapped in a body that's not working for you or not doing what you want it to do that honestly is my biggest fear is like growing old and not being able to like be active or like do the things that i want to do
1: my grandmother mm. is 96 she just turned 96 last Woo! week yay two! she basically says that to me all the time where she like, she's 96, she's li- she's super healthy for her age. Yeah. And she's like pretty with it. She still lives on her own with some help. And she just sometimes will be talking to me and she'll like, she can't think of a word. And she's like, you don't understand how insanely frustrating it is to just forget things and not be able to, to like, she's like, and the th- the worst part is that, you know. And I'm like,
0: "Ah." that's like my worst. Oh, my gosh. That's so scary to me. She's just like, I
1: just, it makes me so mad. And especially the way she says it is like so like sober minded. Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: I feel like what I'm learning more and more beyond just aging, but just in general is like acceptance Mm -hmm. and like. I know that's not anything profound, but like, I hope that I am in a place where when that starts happening to me, because right now I feel like I'm kind of in this naivety where I'm like, that's not going to happen to me. Like, I like take care of myself and da da da. But like, you know, no matter how well or healthy you are, like there will be a day when maybe it's later than the average time because you're like so healthy or whatever, but eventually like and in a weird way, you hope that you live to see the days where you start forgetting things. And I feel like I hope by the time I get there, I am better at this, where it's just like accepting that it's like, OK, this is where I'm at right now. Yeah. And like, I'm going to get over that and just like move on and do whatever else. I don't know that I'm there right now,
1: but. I don't know. That sounds sort of. <laughs> yeah. Is I don't know. I think. I don't think it has to be depressing, though. I think maybe it is it is a way to look at it that's beautiful is that you always have, like, a spark in you. You, like, always retain that. Yeah. And I think it's important to respect that in elders. Yeah. That they still feel 16 inside.
0: Yeah. I think the, the thing, this might be opening a new can of worms, and if it is, we can close okay. it really fast, but... I feel like the thing that I am trying to balance right now when we're talking about routine and disrupting it is like things where it's like, oh, I don't want to be the person. I've never wanted to be the person that does X, like staying at home, for example, like I've never wanted to be the person that prefers to stay home than go out. And, but also respecting, like, I also, why work against myself? If that's what I want to do, then like, I should do what I want to do despite my own judgments about it. And I feel like it's like tough. Cause I hope that as I get older, I legitimately do want to stay active and stay doing things versus like giving in to like, well, I'm not going to do things I don't want to do. Yeah. Like it's such a balance and you can't look at it black and white. Cause that's where you get confused. But I'm like, Oh
1: no, I totally get that. I wait, this is going to sound so pretentious, but can I read you a quote from Proust that I just read? Please do. Um, So I just read this book. It's, it's amazing it's called the idiot it's by elif Batuman. it's like it's another recent, one that has a bunch of russian in it it actually does but it's like a <laughs> contemporary fiction book and it's extremely easy to read um it's about it's it's not autobiographical but she also had this experience it's about yeah. a girl's first year at harvard and she's studying linguistics and then she like goes on like a like a service trip in the summer. So Mm -hmm. like Caleb told me to read it because of my mission trips experiences. And it was, it's, it's a really, it's like a comedic book. It's super funny. Ooh, wait, can you text me the name after this? Part of the quote, I found part of it, but the whole quote is basically like, it's talking about how, when you're an adolescent, you notice, it's like when you notice the most things about people and the most judgmental you are, Like how you see the way someone does something and you make that as their whole character, Mm -hmm. which I feel like is so real when you're a teenager. You're like, the fact that you do that is like you're dumb, whatever. Um, And how when you're an adult, those things like don't even – Like they just go right over you. But then he ends this whole, it's like a paragraph. He ends it saying, in later life, we look at things in a more practical way in full conformity with the rest of society. But adolescence is the only period in which we learn anything. Was it supposed to make me feel better or worse? Well, no, what it's supposed to be is like, when you're young, you're really tormented by like small details. And then when you're older you are so well-informed by that, but you, that you're no longer bogged down with it because you spent all your younger years like learning the small details, but it's when you're older, you're able to like comprehend them in a bigger thing. But it's when you're younger is when you learn all of it. Does that make sense? That
0: feels better, yeah. Okay. I felt like it was when, I, when you first said it, I was kind of thinking like when you're younger... I was thinking of it in a more romantic way, I guess, that it's, like, when you're younger, you're noticing all these details and, like, everything's new and you're, like, just, like, romanticizing everything. And then when you're old, it's, like, all about practicality and that scares me.
1: What is amazing about the book is that she, the, it's, like, told from her perspective and she, like, notices the most weird and, like, funny things But then like when you're reading it, you're like, oh, that's like totally what I would notice about this situation. But like reading it now is like, like, don't you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's like that's the wrong thing to focus on. But it's totally part of it is beautiful because it's like when you're young, you're so perceptive. But then you're also like so tormented when you're young.
0: No, I think that's such a good way of putting it, too. Well, and I feel like it's like. My theory would be that the reason why we note it, you notice so much when you're in adolescence is because you're so insecure about everything that you're yeah, exactly. doing. exactly. That's what it's about, yeah. And so, like, you do notice because it's like, oh, shit, they're doing it this way. Like, what does that mean about the fact that I do it this way or that I walk this way or I hold my bag this way or whatever? Cute. Okay, well, what was the book again? For it's called people? The Idiot. The Idiot by? Elif Batamon. There you go. You can figure out how to spell that yourself. Uh, this has been another episode of Shut Up, Keep Going with a bonus existential chat at the end. I'm Cindy Goodman. I'm Kate Franklin. And new episodes every Friday. Video podcast is live, baby. Go check it out on YouTube, Shut Up, Keep Going. Um, and we, of course, still have our image guide, which is uh, Shut Up, Keep Going, all one word on Instagram. So thanks, y'all. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.